talking to Will here, biased opinions. Um, he provides weekly pair player props and picks for us at campus2cant.com. And I just wanted to talk to this brother because uh, I'd heard a little bit of his story. Um, the, the thing that made me want to talk to you, Will, was Alfred describing that like you used you used to have to use some sort of offshore accounts or something like that to get your bets in to for the audience who doesn't know just describe describe that story or what did you have to do at some point to you know to get your to get your um your picks and all that stuff in yeah yeah man. so um all right so essentially i had a uh... I started like junior year of college, right? And the reason why I started it was because I just, you know, refused to accept a, a minimum wage or a low paying job. And, you know, not only the hourly wage, but you got to also put into account the time that it takes for you to get ready, travel to that job. And then um, mo- most of the times you're not, you're not paid what you're worth. So I was like, let me go ahead and, and find out how to um, do sports betting. And, and also with that, um, I was also doing a uh, poker as well. That's when the whole poker boom took place. You know, I'm a little bit older. So that was when the whole uh, moneymaker experience took place on ESPN. So pretty much self-taught there. And yeah, I, I was pretty much forced to do a off, offshore account. So uh, I wasn't, I wasn't located in, in Las Vegas and that was the only place at that time that it was legal. So joined the uh, points bet, I'm sorry, uh, sportsbet.com. And had to send my money um, on a weekly, you know, sometimes more than more than one time on a weekly basis to uh, either Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Philippines, um, hope and pray that my money made it out there. And it did. And it did. So I never had an issue. You know, to be honest with you, I never had an issue with them at all. My money was always in my account within 20, 20 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, fast forward now where everything is done um, pretty much immediately um you could do everything by, by by your on your phone tablet or laptop so times have definitely changed but never had an issue um now when we when i withdrew the money um at first i had to wait for a check so i had to wait uh five to seven business days but again um i would treat it like a job and i wouldn't i wouldn't withdraw any money until it was like a favorable amount so anything and at that time you know at that time it was a little bit different so i'd say anytime it was anything over three hundred dollars um, then, then I would go ahead and, and withdraw the money, wait for the check because I was like, okay, now it makes sense to go ahead and withdraw a little bit, put a little, um, put a little bit more in in my uh, in my bank account or anywhere that I kept my money, and then went from there. So it was just going to to, to MoneyGrams, going to uh, to Western Union, these shady uh, check cashing places. Now at the time, um, when you go to these check cashing places, you'd have to these people and they'd uh, you know put the money up and, and they count. And now I'm like, listen, like, you know, I'm in the shady place. So I'm like, listen, why don't you lower your hands a little bit? I still got to walk through my to my car, you know, so I, I could still see your, your, your hands through the plexiglass. But do me a favor, because I don't know where I'm at right now. And it was a lot of times it was uh, late at night or even early morning or even pretty much uh, during the uh, the busiest part of the day. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's come a long way. I actually got banned from uh, from uh, from MoneyGram because, you know, you could only have but so many cousins located in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Philippines. So, um, you know, when you sent the money um, out, it was pretty much like, hey, first and last name. Um, sometimes they had two first names, two last names. So it was uh, it was something uh, where, you know, they 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 blocked they blocked my account or, or suspended my account at the moment. I got a call from somebody at MoneyGram. And they were like, okay, well, let me know the last three people that you sent money to. And I was like, well, you know what? Just suspend my account because I don't. I obviously don't remember. So um, just went through that and uh, figured it out. One of the good things that happened is that um, actually a few years ago, and this is how I actually stumbled across Bitcoin. 
um, points bet actually. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I keep on saying points bet. That's actually a, a legal sports book out here where I'm located. But uh, sports sportsbet.com actually started taking uh, cryptocurrency. So that's when I first got introduced uh, to cryptocurrency, um, made a deposit. Well, before was- before you get into the cryptocurrency, because, I mean, your first answer creates all sorts of follow-up questions. And this is why I wanted to talk to you. How do you even go about figuring out, all right, I want to do sports betting. And then how do you go about getting connected with someone in Nicaragua or the Philippines? Like how... I'm a square will. I have no idea how that would even work. And the people listening to this have no idea how that would work. That's why I wanted to talk to you. So walk us through, walk us through how you go about for that. Okay. You said you were going to support yourself. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question on that too, because okay. it's interesting that you use this for your livelihood. But before we get to that, how, how do you go about even starting to get your money to the Philippines or Nicaragua to place bets. All right, so so this is how it works. You would call up, right? You would call up um, uh, sportsbet.com. And um, in the in the beginning, you would call. You would uh, get a representative, like within a couple of rings, obviously, because you know they, they're making money off of you. You request uh, um, that you let them know, hey, I want to send X amount of, of money um, to, to to get my account. They ask you for your your login and your password. Okay, um, how much do you want to send? Let's say I want to go ahead and send two hundred dollars. So my understanding that if you want to send a certain amount of money, they have certain names for that amount of money, and then they let you know, hey, okay, um, you're going to send four hundred dollars. Let's say you send it over to to Carmen Rosana Santiago Sanchez. Okay, cool. Once you go and you make that deposit, once you go and make that deposit, then you um, you have a number, you have a reference number either from MoneyGram and, and Western Union, but it's the same as if you're sending money to anybody in the United States or if you're sending to a, to a relative. You call them right back and uh, you give them that reference number. You make sure that everything is all good. But the thing is this, you have to make sure that that number, that you input that number, the way, I'm sorry, that name that they set. So if there's two first names, it's two first names. If it's two last names, it's two last names. Not a first name and middle name, because if not, they, they reject the, the the deposit. And I had uh, not a lot of times, but I had a couple of times where I had to go back and pretty much get a refund and then redo it. And so look stupid. Um, I didn't want to do it at the same time because I didn't want to raise any red flags. So I'd have to go to like the, the next uh, MoneyGram um, or Western Union or check cashing place. So once you call up, you give them the reference number. They, they always made sure to highlight the reference number. Um, and then they go ahead and, and uh, within, like I said, within two, they say 20 to two hours, 20 minutes to two hours that your, that your account's going to be funded. But it, it never took longer than, than an hour. So, yeah. So Carmen Santiago Sanchez could be a code for, for example, $400. Exactly. And you would have your account opened up. Yes. So, yeah, my your account's already opened up. You have, a, um, you have a, an account number, and then you have a password. They ask for your account number. They ask for your password, and then you're good from, you're good from there. I'm talking to Will Rivera at Biased opinions underscore who's a contributor at a lot of places but most importantly at campus to can.com you you did this for your livelihood and it it you were able to support yourself with the sports betting yeah now now don't get me wrong i mean you know i i did have a job so i always tell people like i I work to bet 
not 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 bet to work. So um, it was pretty much like I it was a lot of growing pains to at the beginning. Once you get that first one, you're like, oh, I could do this full time. I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. Um, but one of the things that I lacked was uh, bankroll discipline. Right. So, for instance, again, simple math, if I had one hundred dollars in my account and my sportsbook account, sometimes I would bet a hundred dollars on one game where I'd bet fifty dollars on two games. And if those two, if I got a, if I took a loss and I'm only two, now I have to um, replenish my account again, right. And make another deposit. So over the years, um, there was a lot of growing pains. Um, I learned a lot. I'm not going to lie and sit here. Like I always been a winning player, but I will say that I learned a lot. I've learned to look at some games. I look, uh, I've learned to look at how to take advantage of different games in regards to like being able to live bet. Um, You know, even with a, with college football, I'm, I was talking to to Chris Moxley last night. I actually live bet more college football than NFL football. And that's because um, there's more unknown on in the college side than there is on the NFL side. So pretty much, um, you know, like last weekend, right? Um, Ole Miss was playing Alabama. That uh, over under was 79 and a half. I could have sworn on everything it was going to go over. It didn't. But um, but then again, during the game, I took advantage of the of the over under the live um, under and I was able to recoup some money. So it's it's a way where you could go ahead and hedge your bet. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I you know, my, my bankroll has definitely grown within the last uh, couple of years. And um, it's just all about being smart and uh, knowing how to, you know, how to take care of your money. Again, I look at it like this. Let's just say for simple math, again, you have a full time job and you're making 50,000 on that job. Right. I think what a lot of people do is that they want to go ahead and make 50,000 in a weekend. And I'm like, well, how are you wanting to make 50,000 in a weekend, you know, in a span of like, let's say two to three days when in a whole year in 52 weeks, 356 days, you only make 50,000, right? So you got to have, um, you got to have some self-control. You have to be realistic and then also be logical. Like, Hey, um, maybe, you know, this weekend I only see two, two good games that I want to go ahead and bet. And I feel confident. And then next weekend you might see five or seven games that you want to make a bet on and, 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 and be profitable. So again, my, my bankroll has grown. My, uh, my units has, has grown as well. And, uh, and yeah, definitely use it for income. I definitely do. I'm not going to lie about that. Let's, and, let's so does Uncle Sam. So, so does Uncle Sam because uh, they do send me all that <laughs> that that nice uh, that nice form at the end of the year. So, so does Uncle Sam. Let's go back to the beginning because I want to dive, you know, more into your origin story just a little bit more. You said you were a junior in college. Yeah. Had yeah. you had any previous exposure up until that point to sports betting with like friends or family members or? Was it just like, like, what is it that? No, you know what? None at all. So, so both my parents, I'm first generation here. Both my parents are from Dominican Republic. So I grew up like a big baseball player. Um, Didn't even, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even follow football or anything um, as far as like college or or, or NFL like that, like that, that heavenly, I did play a little bit of of high school football, um, but, but nothing, nothing crazy. Right. Um, I went to college down South in Atlanta, Georgia, Clark Atlanta university, you know, find the way to make one. That's what I've been doing. Um, Good old HBCU. But um, it started, uh, it started just talking some trash, you know, playing some Madden, um, understanding the game on that, on that standpoint, starting betting, um students um in madden and then you know taking it to to real life football um i remember i was in a dorm i was in a dorm room um and this guy was like hey okay we're talking trash back and forth he's like okay bet me 20 that this that this team is gonna win now not even on the spread or anything was just pretty much like what we know now money line so that didn't matter if they won by one point if they won by um by 10 points it was a money line bet 
And again, um, this is what got me into it. I, um, I, 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 I swept, I swept that, that, that weekend. And so I was like, okay, I could probably do this. I could probably do this. So, uh, graduated, uh, you know, gr- graduated college, uh, went, went out to, um, to LA and, um, you know, once I started working, um, there was a little bit more money that I could go ahead and, uh, and do and, uh, and, and deposit into my account and fund, uh, fund my account. So yeah, it just started in the dorm room and then it just, just hasn't stopped, it hasn't stopped since then. I, I see, I knew that I needed to talk to you. Well, you <laughs> went out. Okay. I was going to ask you one question, but you just said you went out to LA. Were you trying to act or what was it that, what, what did you, what did you go out to LA for? So it's funny you ask that. So I'm going to be honest with you. So um, coming into senior year, uh, after after having some the success that I had with sports betting and also poker, because I was playing a lot of uh, online poker, this is before the Black Friday. I don't know if you're familiar with Black Friday, but pretty much they took those uh, the the legal poker websites off um, off. Uh, they're not regulated anymore in the United States. So now the player pool shrunk. Right. But back then I had some success. Like I was I was a marketing major and a minor in Spanish. And, you know, I'm fluent in Spanish, but I just cheated a little bit. It looks it looks a lot better on your resume. And then also, um, you know, it also helped the grade. So um, my my original plan was like, OK, listen, if I don't get um, like a a, a a more than above decent job that I wanted, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, move to Vegas and then just, uh, you know, be, become a professional gambler. That's, I, I promise you, I'm not making this up. This is exactly um, what my plan was. Fortunately or unfortunately for me, um, I did pretty well. My, my senior year came out. Um, actually, I went into second semester with six job offers. And um, one of the job offers was from uh, one of the big um, um, auto auto uh OEMs out here auto manufacturers out here in the US so I got into their uh, management sales and marketing uh training program moved out to California they moved me out there they were like hey you're going to spend anywhere so like- so you weren't you weren't trying to act and get in the move no 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 okay. not trying okay. to act anything or be a singer no that that wasn't that, that that's not my steed so i mean you meant so you know, sending money to Nicaragua or the Philippines to Carmen Santiago Sanchez. Is that the furthest that you've ever had to go to, you know, do what you had to do to get your money betting? Or do you have another story there about where you had to do something else? No. So, you know, to be honest, I've always um, stayed away from bookies and I've never, ever, ever dealt with a bookie a day in my life because um, you could get in trouble like that. And um, I've always uh, liked, having my both my arms and both my legs so i was like let me just go ahead and and stay with um you know betting as quote unquote legal as i can right now even though the money was sent (laughs) um offshore to to, you know to nicaragua the philippines or costa rica but i was like you know if i have if i have 150 dollars and i have 150 dollars if i lose it i lose it I don't want to. I, I never wanted to put myself in a compromising situation where I got myself in trouble with a um, with a bookie or anything, and and I was going to have to like walk around the rest of my life or the rest of the week or month looking over my shoulder. So never got involved in that. But um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, times have definitely changed since then, and um, and, and I'm happy that they have. What's the most that you've won in any given? You know, I don't know if bet is the answer or you. I mean, you obviously have a story. I mean, if you think about the most you've ever won, the most you're excited about, what's the most you've ever won? And give us that story. I wouldn't say, okay, so the most that I won in one day, the most that I won in one day was 5,400. 
and that was on college football. And um, and I and I told Alfred this as well. Like, if you look at the slate, and I know you guys talk about it on on campus to campus. I'm sorry, campus to Canton, and as well as on coast to coast. When you look at the games that start, um, let's say at a, at a, at twelve o'clock, and then or eleven o'clock, and go all the way to nighttime. That's the way that I was doing it, right? So um, that that particular day, and I remember it, man. It, it was it was a great day. It was a great day. So I started, I started, you know, I'm not going to lie. I started with $300. I started with $300. Um, I, I placed a bet. I actually placed, again, this is, this is, this is not good. I would not recommend this to anybody. But this is what I did. I bet the whole $300 on Alabama. That, um, this one, I forget who they played, but, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, they covered. And so I get the money back. It's a little bit less than $600 because you got to pay some juice on that. And then I just kept on rolling it over. I kept on rolling it over to the, to the 230, um, 430 games, the night games and i was just hitting i mean i was just hitting everything at the end of the night i'm looking at 5400 um and i started with 300 so you know a profit of uh 5100 yeah man it was it was a good day um now i lost two thousand of it the next day in um in uh in, in NFL football. But at the end of the day, like I said, I was still profitable. I, I did well. And I got, I got another story for you. The way that I came across Bitcoin. Before you get, before you, we're going to, I get excited, right Felix. I get excited. We're going to, te- I'm get getting excited. excited too, because you, you, there's a lot there. Bitcoin story. We're going to pause because I got to let you go. Um, we're going to come back with part two and we'll talk about the Bitcoin story. And the other questions that I had. All right. I love it, man. I love it. Let's do it again soon. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Yes, sir.